98FM. It is a Saturday social with Rachel. Now, Bridgerton season two was released last week after much anticipation. But why do we love it so much? Well, here to chat all about it is Dr. Vicky Ball. She's Senior Lecturer of Cinema and Television Histories at DMU. Vicky, you're very welcome to the show. Pleasure. Now, first off, Vicky, um, Bridgerton season two, we know it was released on Netflix last week. Um, and first things first, do you watch it yourself, Vicky? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I've, I've managed to watch the first episode. It was a bit of a busy weekend with Mother's Day, but I've watched the first episode of the new series just to get a sense of what's to come, really. Yeah, I think a lot of people got a sneak peek of the first few episodes over the weekend. I do know some people who've even binged it already. Um, but there was there was so much excitement in the build-up to the second season. You know, as we know, the first season was absolutely huge, Vicky. And it looks like this one could be just as big in terms of viewers' figures. And I'm wondering, in your professional opinion, why do you think audiences just can't get enough of these opulent period dramas? I think we sort of need it at the moment, actually. You know, there's a lot of doom and gloom, isn't there, with, um, first of all, Brexit, then the pandemic, and now look what's happening in Ukraine. We're all in need of a a bit of a pick-me-up, and I think it is such a... Um, you know, over-the-top text, and that's not to uh, deride it at all, but rather to celebrate, you know, this sense of opulence. It's about marriage or courting in the Regency period, but is it really? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really good romp. There's lots of comedy in there. It's very knowing. You know, there's lots of beautiful people and beautiful costumes. It speaks to contemporary politics, I guess, really, with regards to putting so-called, you know, black and minority ethnic people in period roles that they wouldn't. So kind of hopefully empowers or reimagines that sort of history for contemporary audience. And it really has a contemporary twist on gender politics, I guess, too, where Mm. women are all very knowing and very empowered themselves. Yeah, and I think um, that's yeah. part of the reason, Vicky, why people love it is that, like you're saying, it is a period piece, but it definitely has, you know, a modern twist, I suppose, to it. It's a very diverse show. Um, and, you know, escapism is obviously a big reason why people love Bridgerton. During lockdown last year, it, it just couldn't have come at a more perfect time. And even with season two, people are, are still looking for that little bit of glamour in their lives. But as well as that, Vicky, I suppose the show uh, offers, the show and other periods, dramas you know I'm thinking about Pride and Prejudice Emma you know they kind of offer a glimpse or I suppose a window into the past and I suppose people like that element of seeing history almost coming to life don't they yeah absolutely and I don't think there's been a period that hasn't been unearthed or gone over you know period dramas have been really popular since the beginning of television, mm. all the way back to the 30s, there was plays about Shakespearean times and so on. But really from the late 60s with things like the Forsyth Saga and then in the 70s by Claudius and loads of, um, you know, loads of period dramas through the ages which have stood the test of time, really. And most of them are really engaging. You know, you have the ones that are quite serious, like yeah. Days of Hope. Um, the Chivy, the Stag, the Black, Black Oil. Then you have more kind of populist fare, if you like, but which are no- nonetheless... Um, really interesting because they are, you know, in in terms of trying to attract audiences, you have to connect with those audiences and say something about the period that you're in, whether it's reflection about wars or socialist politics or whatever it might be. And just look at the Oscars, you know, this year you've had Belfast, 
Mm. Um, you've got um, the power of the dog winning huge awards. They're really popular still. They are, absolutely. And I think, like we were saying there about Bridgerton, um, you know, they are period pieces, I suppose, in worlds that we wouldn't be familiar with. But at the same time, you know, all the themes that these kind of period pieces deal with are massively relatable because let's face it, at the end of the day, it all comes down to love, sex and relationships. You know, that is Bridgerton in a nutshell. Absolutely. You think about that, you know, it's the basis of soap opera and which, you know, which has stood the test of time because, it, again, it's relatable to our own worlds about the private worlds of home and family and relationship. What's really lovely about Bridgerton, which I guess why I also like call the midwife, is because you have such a range of femininities and masculinities, but particularly femininities of different ages. At the moment, in the second series, I can see that they're really bigging up the part of the Queen, Queen Charlotte, and um, Lady Dandry, Lady Featherington. So it's really nice to have that, as well as the younger, you know, very beautiful characters. And I think they do do well to mix up those ages because the I think the new female love interest. Her character name is Katie uh, Sharma, um, who is an actress who was in sex education, yes. you know, which was, you know, it's been hugely successful, not a period drama at all, but very much set in the contemporary period. But again, on those same themes for younger people around relationships and sex. So I think it's a really clever format. Bridgerton and it'd be really interesting to see what they do. Certainly the storylines, there seems to be two storylines in this new series. Obviously Anthony Bridgerton has got to find a wife mm-hmm. um, and that's the kind of love interest story and it's all about him interviewing women but then we see these huge, you know, full-on body shots of him including his naked buttocks so <gasps> if, you know, he's interviewing women you could think, oh, you know, women are being put into perhaps uncomfortable positions there but there's a real commentary on that and the kind of critique of women being chosen like cattle if you like and then we have those shots of his body. So I think it's very careful to even up from a gender perspective what's happening in the text. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's really interesting conversations coming out of the new series. A lot of it kind of focuses on, you know, the physical side of it. And that was a big talking point from the first series is that there's a lot of sex in it. You know, like we were saying, so many people watch it. I think everyone I know has watched it. Do you think it'll it's opened up a conversation maybe, you know, or made us a little bit more comfortable about about talking about these things, you know, amongst friends and family? I don't think we can avoid it, especially, again, referring back to programmes on Netflix like Sex Education. I mean, I'm trying to think of, you know, what other things like Fleabag or Chewing Gum. I think there's been a new wave, really, of programmes that are much more explicit, which, you know, goes perhaps back to the 80s and 90s. There's been a sort of steady, you know, this, this, what we call discourses of sexualization of culture and the kind of feeding of that more into TV. I guess things like um, even The Sopranos, Sex and the City, Mistresses in the UK context that we had way back, which feels like a long time ago now. Mm. But I, um, I think certainly the, um, the kind of in-your-face <laughs> way in Bridgerton and sex education, is there's, there's certainly a dialogue opening up there, particularly perhaps with um, younger members of the of the kind of viewing public I, i'm sort of champion bridget and i hope it i hope this season does well Absolutely. because it is such a, a beautiful engaging drama really with, uh, with you know humor sadness 
all the rest of it in fantasy elements, but also still trying to tell us something about perhaps gender and racial politics today. Yeah, absolutely. And I, for one, cannot wait to watch the series, the whole thing, as soon as possible. Well, Dr. Vicky Ball, Senior Lecturer of Cinema and Television Histories at DMU, thank you very much for your time on the Saturday Social on 98FM. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Joanne Bregan. I was a nurse but wanted to go into teaching, so I did the postgraduate diploma in education practice at NCI. The course was excellent, and everything I learned there, I definitely use now in my teaching career. When I see myself now, I see living proof that NCI really helped me find my path. On Wednesday, June 8th from 5 to 7 p.m., join us for NCI's on-campus open evening and learn about our full and part-time courses in business, computing, psychology, and education. To register, visit ncirl.ie.